guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, Oxford Holy Club, I am one half of your hosts tonight, Brad Silliker, joined by Lucas Candy. Hey, Lucas, how are you? Good to be here. How are you, though? I am well. Good. Welcome to episode 125, entitled Seagull versus Man, a foul encounter of the second kind. Uh, we've got, as you can tell, there's going to be some seagull updates uh, for those that have been wondering and, and waiting in the wings. That doesn't make sense here. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the show. No, no. Wait, that was a foul joke. Don't even bother. Oh, no. Uh, um, okay. Okay. I'll put it under Bill. Oh, uh, bird. Uh, so welcome, everyone, to the show, and we're looking forward to a great episode. We've got Seagull Encounters. We've got news broadcasts. We've got SMORP. We've got conversation uh, with, I already said SMORP. We've got conversation about some ponderables that I'm, I really had a hard time with. I'm not even sure that I have an answer. I'm hoping by the time we get there, really? we will. Yeah. Uh, but folks, if you want to know more about the podcast, then why don't you just head on over to OxfordHolyClub.com, and from there you can find out all about your hosts, you can find us on all the socials, and you can submit tiebreakers, questions, anything that you like uh, from there. So, I think that's all I'm going to say about that, Lucas. I think it's time that you and I get into the episode. What do you say? Oh, I'll you, do it. you know what? Before we do, we should give a shout out to the, uh, the other third, uh, the host who's not with us tonight, uh, Sir Andrew Beckwith. He's been knighted now, sir. Uh, but uh-huh. his son is having a birthday party, and so he's doing the dad Four thing. Four years old. Four. Uh, so he's having that birthday party tonight. Lots of people stay in the night, which sounds like fun for them. And uh, But we miss you, Andrew, but have a great time. And happy birthday, buddy. All right, let's get happy to... Birthday. Do you think he's watching? Do you think this is what they've done as a birthday party? Come gather I around children. S- I mean, it'd be great for the analytics, but I, I doubt that. I doubt happening. that. Well, it would just it would just be one IP address that would be right. showing. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the tiebreaker. All right, our tiebreaker comes from Spencer. Spencer says this, and I think you can figure out it's not from around here by the first couple of words. My housemate. <laughs> My housemate, Josh, refuses to contribute to the internet bill because he claims it's a luxury which he does not require since he uses his phone's unlimited data plan. That's when I knew it wasn't from around here. Yeah, that's not Canada. (laughs) I maintain internet is a communal utility available to everyone in the house regardless of how much they choose to use it. It's not about the money to me, but as the one responsible for collecting, it feels wrong and uncomfortable to ask everyone else to bow to his cheapness. Cheap, cheap. Uh, besides myself, I've spoken with two more of the six total occupants. They agree he should contribute his share. Wow. Mm. I mean... the. I- when I read the the thing from today, like when I was going through the show notes, that wasn't added yet. So this is uh, this is going to be a hot take for me, fresh off the dome. But I added this yesterday, my my friend. Oh man, I must have missed it somehow. It's okay, my you bad. know what? I don't, uh, need, I don't need to call it out. <laughs> um, the six occupants. First of all, that's a, either a big apartment or a very tight apartment. Um, and because we once belonged to a four four boy apartment, <laughs> and that was. The, the the boy to apartment ratio was not favorable. Not, no, uh, it was not. Especially pound for pound. No. Uh, um, anyway, but the other thing is like how, a couple things. One, kay. if you're splitting internet six ways, how expensive can it be? Thank you. Well, it's, oh yeah, it's not Canada. So it's probably not actually that bad. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Now, when I look at this, I see it as a, as a uh, the thing that popped in my head was, Everything is permissible. Not everything is desirable. And here's the thing: like, Josh, you're right. You're within your rights. It's you do not have to pay for that internet yep. uh, unless you said you would, but you do not have to. But on the other hand, Josh, just pony up the money. It's not a big deal. If it's not stand on the ceremony, at some point you're going to want to jump over to Wi-Fi, even if you have unlimited, just for better Wi-Fi service. 
I, I am not known. I'm a cheap individual at times, not for everything, but for some things. And I would pony up the money for this, like just bite the bullet and spend the money, man. So is it Josh? So you're saying it's more about the relationship inside there than it is about the money that the underlying issue isn't so much the financial it's the Mm -hmm. relational. Well, yes. And here it is. So Josh is being a bit of a donkey because he doesn't want to pay up for this luxury. Um, and uh, the, the the question asker is also being a bit of a donkey because he's like trying to build like a, a coalition against him to to force him to spend. Like, I, yeah, I, I see, don't see split the stuff, guys. I, I think Spencer is in the wrong, uh, mainly because it's, it looks to me as though Spencer is is divisive number one because he's mm-hmm. going around trying to rally the troops uh instead of just having a conversation with josh but now it says my housemate josh refuses to contribute so maybe there's the whole idea where he is saying hey man can you cough you can you give me give me a little bit here and he's saying no i don't use right. it but but isn't like it okay so we we're taxed we pay the mm-hmm. government for on taxes for things that we don't use mm-hmm. And and that's annoying, but we mm-hmm. we have to do it. That's just the system that's in place. But that's social n- contract. Social contract. But that's not the case here. Mm-hmm. I, I think you you could maybe make an argument for that. But this seems wrong to try to to ask someone to pay for something they're not using. Hey, I've got this specialty milk that only I drink. But could you pay half for it? <laughs> right. Like now, here's something that just popped in my mind. There are six six guys. I'm guessing they're probably university age. I wouldn't. What if Spencer has went out and bought the Cadillac of internet packages, like all the TV channels, all the the fastest of uploads and downloads, all the gigabits, uh, and maybe that's why he's looking to like spread the love out more because of the fact that he bought a crazy package. Like maybe he bought it kind of for himself, hoping they would all cover the spread. Because to me, I'm like, oh, it's well, it's not that expensive. Although I think Canada's most expensive of like most places in the world. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a tough. I think I would need to know more, but on the surface, I would say, Josh, you're technically right, but you're actually wrong in this well, scenario. Oh man, I don't know. There's, it, am I wrong to say that this feels that there's some form of communism taking place here? Is that <laughs> is that right or wrong? I don't know. It, yeah. I, uh, to me, I, I'm sorry, Lucas. I, if we don't agree, what do we do? We don't have a third here. Uh, but. I know. I, I if really, only someone in the audience would chime in with their opinions on it. I, it just feels to me that Spencer is in the wrong to make this into the big issue that it is, mm-hmm. and like to make it into a dividing issue in the home. And maybe right. it's Spencer's fault for going out and signing that three-year contract for the Cadillac, where now he's, you know, he's financially committed. And, right. And that and Josh never asked for that. Did, no. You know. So I mean, like, it's not like, it's like, oh, I don't want to pay for the water bill. I bring my own water from home. I just bring jugs from home and that's what I use. I have a bucket I use for the shower. Like I don't got, no, I'm not gonna use that luxury water that you guys use. Like when we all live together, we all paid all the exact same bills mm-hmm. except for at one point we were all paying a little bit more because one of us had a car. Um, and then that, that was it. Right. Which is totally fair. Like, Hey, you're using your gas. Yep. Um, I remember I was telling, I was telling the students in, in my personal finance class about how, when we started the apartment, one out of four, three of us had a car. And then by the end of it, three out of four of us had a car and I was the one without the car. And I, you know, paid a little extra or whatever. And that was fine. And I said, I said, but the thing is most days I didn't even have to get a drive with them. They just gave me their keys. Cause I'm like, Hey guys, time to go to school. And they're like, no, no one thanks. wants to get up. Yeah. Oh. It's and someone be rooting around for keys and just chuck me the keys. And I brought like a different car every day to school. I look like, well, I, I can't say high roller with the cars I was driving to school, but I different car every day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. So where are we landing on this tiebreaker? Who's in the right? Who's well, in the wrong? D- Derwin's just blinded by the unlimited data <laughs> on the cell phone. And as as Derwin, I'm 100% with you. I can't, I can't imagine. I went, When I bumped up from one gig of data to 4.5 gigs, I felt like a prince. So, And I still do. So uh, pretty magical. I, I think Spencer's in the wrong. I think Josh is well within his rights. I see your point about the relational component and just biting the bullet for peace in the home. Although mm-hmm. I think Spencer needs to slow his roll and mm-hmm. and realize that you can't charge somebody for something they're not using. 
that's thievery. So, <laughs> uh, so my vote goes that uh, Josh is right. Lucas, uh, my vote is that. Jo- again, like I said, I think Josh wins on a technicality. So there we go. We've broken the tie. Yeah, we've jo- broken the tie. Josh wins. We did it. Good for us. Uh, Lucas, <laughs> there we go. you know what? A week has come and gone. A lot has happened in a week, and it'd be kind of cool to catch up. Um, so why don't you get us started? Because we're all, if, if you weren't here for the intro, uh, there is some, there's some seagull action. That we're going to talk about, and we're going to look at a short little clip of something I've uh, got ready to show uh, you all and Lucas. <laughs> okay, well, I'll start with the non-bird-related uh, oh. stuff first, and just, you know, talking about... You know, Nobody it's, cares! It's ex- Tell us about the seagulls! <laughs> okay, it's not that long of a story, but no, anyway, so no, this happened the, like... No, go on, the, go on. No, it's fine. I, I'm thinking about buying an Xbox, I haven't bought one yet, I may buy one someday, we'll find out if I refresh the basket enough. These other two jokers, well, this one and the one that's not here, both have Xboxes, Series Xs already Thanks, on Natalie. the way to them, and I, I'm the odd man out, but I'll, I'll get there eventually. And for yes, those sir, for question. those that have liked along the way, and I just didn't get to shout out, I apologize. Thank you for liking and sharing. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so I was able to get on the Xbox train because a buddy of mine wound up ordering three. I don't know if it was by accident. I never got, I never got clarity on that, but he was like <laughs> when in September, when the, when the pre-orders happened, he w- he had them in three different carts and he was trying to get one to go through and three wound up going through because websites were crashing. So that's, and then as people know, I sold a bunch of my old uh, video game stuff and paid for it. It was supposed to have arrived today. Right now, I should be sitting at home with my new Xbox, but it's uh, apparently getting here on Thursday. And then Thursday. And then Andrew, Andrew's comment to me was this. He didn't want to give in to the hype. And then he spent the whole but day. there he was, day one. But there he was, day one, like refreshing like crazy, apparently, according to my <laughs> sources. And then he was able to secure one. So what's going on with you? So Andrew and I have both given in fully. We're on the Xbox train. Yeah. I- and I knew that, like, I'm probably going to get the new one. Like, I, I had the last one on launch day. I was there at midnight with all the other idiots, oh. like, waiting to get my Xbox. Um, I normally, every time I buy something at launch, I always regret it. Because I'm like, listen, the games are all too expensive. There's usually, depending on the system, sometimes there aren't even any good games. Like, it's kind of a pain for, like, the first, like, while. But then you want it. Because then you can prove to yourself that you're, like, a real gamer or whatever. But and my gaming has steadily gone down. And about halfway through the X, this past generation of Xbox, I'm like, this might be my last like, like early buy of a system, like maybe, mm-hmm. but, uh, but then uh, me and Brad and Andrew and Matt and, and a few other folks have kind of gone through a bit of a renaissance um, with gaming, especially over COVID that really helped rekindle the fire in us. Well, you guys were always kind of st- steady and I, I, I had been yeah. dwindling, but I, I, I got rekindled. Um, so I, I probably will buy it now. It's, you know, I think it'll be fun. And I, so I hummed and hawed, but I didn't pre-order. I was like, I'm not in that big of a rush. So anyway, so but so I probably w- will get one, but I'm not in a super rush. Although I, at one point, I was teaching in class. I looked down, I've got like 10 text messages. And Andrew's like, there's one now, there's one now, there's one now. You got to get it, you got to get it. And I was like, I can't, I can't be, uh, excuse me, can you run down to my office and get my credit card? And uh, everyone just uh, hum for a minute. Uh, it was personal finance, so I could talk about purchasing online and, you know. The, no, but the dangers of compulsive buying. The dangers. Now, at one point when he told me about it, at, right after that class was over, I went down. I was like, I doubt it's still there. I'll check. It was still there. And I clicked the link and it went into my it went into my my cart and then disappeared. So oh. I must have gotten snapped out from under me, which is... A- Andrew's here in chat. I don't know if you noticed, but he's commenting his Oxford Andrew. Holy Club and uh, and not himself. <laughs> hey, man, we Yo, said... Oh, he said I'm a real gamer. We said happy birthday I mean, to your boy. So if he's still awake, please make sure that gets to him or wake him up. Or yes. when he wakes up, inevitably in the next... Hour or so, <laughs> just let him know we said. First, he'll say, Who is like, yeah. it's the people that keep you away from me by playing all the video uh, games. Uh, but yes, but it looked like he had a wonderful birthday, and I'm sure that he did. Awesome. Uh, happy, happy fourth birthday. And uh, anyway, so the story you actually care about was it happened the day after the last time my podcast because I missed a week, so it was two weeks ago. And I actually set myself a reminder so I wouldn't forget to tell you guys. Um, so there I was, I was going to Wendy's. I had this Wendy's gift card burning a hole in my pocket since my birthday in September. 
anyway, so there I was. I had, you know, visions of Baconate, son of Baconators dancing in my head. I was all excited. And then I'm driving through the Wendy's parking lot and and there's a seagull just looking at me, you know, like, like as they all do. as all seagulls do. As as they are want to do. And so I start driving towards it and he just like looks at me. And, I, and I'm like, you know, I'm not a huge fan of you guys. Like, I will run you down, right? And anyway, and he just looks at me. Like, he was daring me. Like he heard about me and said, Listen, let's see if you let's see if your money is where your mouth is. Will you kill a seagull? Like, will you drive over a seagull? And I thought about it briefly because here's the thing. T- tell me something. If something has the capability of flight and something doesn't have the capability of flight, who has the right of way on the, on, the, on the ground, on terra firma? The one who doesn't have wings, right? Like me, seagull, he can fly any direct direction he wants. I'm stuck here on land. I have the right of way. And he just stood there looking at me. Who was, yes. there, for, who was there first? He, well, he was there first. In a, in a in a parking lot, a place of a place specifically designed for cars. It was I wasn't driving through an aviary, so I was driving through a parking lot. Yes. So in other words, there was a huge area with which you could have chosen to go around said bird, but you chose. Listen, I had cars to the right of me, cars to the left of me. I had the one laneway. I did, a, and he was dead center. Cars you know, to I, the left of me, seagulls let, to the right. Here I am, <laughs> stuck in bird murder with you. Now here's the thing. Um, I, so I get closer and closer and, you know, you get close and some of these, especially city birds are super Lucas, cocky, you're flapping, right? Like Mandy, just... Mandy Lucas, you're flapping your wings, just telling the story. That's awesome. <laughs> birds are super, city birds are cocky. Like country birds will take off in a second. City birds are like, Psh, whatever, cars, no big deal. So I kept getting closer and closer, assuming he would take flight as God gave him the wings to do. He gave him the ability to whatever he wants. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So- I get closer, ten feet, you know, five feet. Very, you know, I'm, I'm. At any point, did you engage my, with the horn? It's my decision now. I've realized this. He's taken himself out of the equation. He's looking at me. It's not like he's on some deaf gull that doesn't see me coming, right? It's it. He knew. He's looking at me. It's my decision. I go around him. I I swerve around uh, him. You lost the game I, of chicken with a seagull. I lost the game of chicken with a seagull, and and afterwards, I'm like. I got to tell them, I was, but I, I was like, should I be proud of that? Or should I be ashamed of that? You know, but it's really, I mean, who cares one less gull in the world, but I, I just didn't have it in me to, to run over that stupid bird. Well, uh, Lucas, I, after I saw the notes and saw you had another seagull encounter, I did a quick Google search of seagull encounters to see what was out there. <laughs> and I don't know how funny it is, but I want to show you this. I'm going to share this, my screen so that everyone can uh, can watch along. Hey, Andrew, nice to see that you're back. I'm glad you're here to watch this part. Let me just share. Uh, this way, Lucas and I will both be able to uh, to watch this and comment. So, Lucas, you should see this. Andrew, Andrew, if you're going to spend all this time on chat talking about how you're hacking Facebook, would you just <laughs> join us? See, Andrew, when you don't come on, when you're not on the show, but then you jump on, you're going to get, I always get in trouble for it when I come oh. on just to general, be generous and give a few comments. Oh, I might. People aren't thankful. Hmm. How, hmm. Hmm. Do you see a screen that says this morning? I see a black screen. Oh, that's, just, that's not good. Folks, let's. <laughs> might have to wait till next week. Oh, no, I'm going to show them. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll be able to see either way. They'll okay, I see it now. You see it now? Yeah, I mean, we're on a time delay, but it just popped in. Wait, you see it on Facebook or you see it on the Zoom call? I see it on Facebook. Folks. On the Zoom call, I see ProPresenter. Hold on. You see ProPresenter. You shouldn't see ProPresenter. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, <laughs> seriously, I got too many screens. All right. For, first real problem. Do you see something that says this morning? Yes, I see it everywhere. I see it on, yeah. On Zoom? I think we're good. I see it on Zoom. <sighs> All right. I just we're, get, come back here, mouse. Folks, you still there? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> well, Peter Rock oh, is no. in the studio now. He is a leading seagull. Oh no, they don't see it. You just heard the uh, the statement there. <laughs> I was gonna say they don't see it. No. Ah. <laughs> okay, folks. Maybe you could paint us a word picture. No, I got the sweats. <laughs> All right, stop share. All right, it's you and me again. Yeah, thanks. I know it's not on Facebook. All right, share screen. 
and then I'm going to share the screen that you and I are watch or are at. Okay, now. Well, Peter Rock is in the studio now. He is a leading seagull expert, and you just heard the uh, the statement there. Birds do not Fred attack people without a good reason. What would the good reason be? Quite clearly, it's about defending their young. Uh, they're not the slightest Aww. bit interested in being aggressive Aww. at any other time of the year. Uh, let's talk to Roy Pickup. Now, Roy Pickup lives near Fleetwood in Lancashire. And Roy, fair to say you were held hostage by seagulls for, for a whole week and attacked by them. Tell us your story, my friend. These man is my birds people. Atched, the chicks hatched on the roof of the bungalow. And unbeknown to me, a week later, they fell off the roof onto the top of the front door, onto the... Uh, Awning. I didn't know that these chicks were down this low and I walked out, locked the front door and I got about five yards out Here into the driveway and I got struck on the back of the head <laughs> by a, a, a fully grown gold. We're looking at the damage uh, done to you there, Roy. How sore was that? Oh, what boys. did it feel like? Yes, it's... It's it's it split me my skull. I had a hat on. Split me skull. It then chased me up the road, having three more goes at me, and I had to be at least twenty five yards away from the house before it stopped attacking me. Okay. I attempted to contact anybody that would help me. <laughs> they were so ferocious that they attacked me three or four times. If I walked down the drive it was impossible to get back into the house. The only way I could do it was to get the garage door open and drive the car out of the garage, Goodness do me. what I had garage. to do, yeah. and drive back in. You I were under siege. You were under siege. Each of these birds is behaving in a slightly different way. So we need to have a much bigger picture of what's really going on with these birds to understand, first of all, who they are, what they get up to. Yes, it's very easy to make a headline by saying, oh, they attack us, but actually attacks are really very rare. Oh, we need to get to know oh. who they are. We need to know the individual birds. So, Lucas, there was an individual bird that you met, apparently, in that parking lot. An individual. Lot. Uh, here's the thing. Andrew says Lucas would have had those birds dead. And listen, he's not wrong. Don't mistake my momentary clemency towards that one bird for weakness. Because the second they think you're weak, like that guy, they're going to come after you. Yes, if a bird comes at me, I'm putting him down. I'm sorry. But... Uh, I don't know what, what what he did to those birds. I want you to know I needed to do some serious editing because there was just a lot of empty, uh, what you would call pregnant pauses, where the guy just reflected <laughs> on the sheer terror of the moment. And then he formulated <laughs> sentences. So it was just like splicing everything together to make it short. He Seagull PTSD, can, I guess. Can you imagine, like, number one, who contacts the news about about a seagull attack and who wants to be the man that admits yes it was me i was attacked and not only that but they're like quick we we need a seagull expert in here pronto but they brought a <laughs> and they found one two i didn't bother with the other guy because the, the conversation <laughs> we don't we don't want to talk about what they were suggesting um you get the seagulls to eat so they'll stop reproducing um, that, that was how the conversation went. If you, I don't know if it, if the ticker on the bottom said it, it was the context of their conversation was about culling the gulls. It was about <laughs> killing. See, apparently they should have called you cause you could have just said, just, right. just point me to the parking lot. I'll be there. Fist of fury here. Yeah. 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 Well, Lucas <laughs> there, uh, like if I was being attacked by a bird, I was like, man, it's going to make a great story. And then I'd be like, what? It's not an Eagle. <laughs> Like, if it's not a cool bird, it's not a cool story. Like, eagle, falcon, some kind of hawk. Yeah, sure. That's manly to be attacked by and to defeat. <laughs> you know, to, to hear like, oh, yeah, I really, those seagulls really gave me a run for my money. That's just not going to do it, right? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> But you oh, are mercy. Oh, you are on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, I've got really nothing.
nothing of significance to share that's gonna <laughs> that's that's gonna match the energy from the from the seagulls. Uh, other other than this, uh, the only the real thing of significance, I finally got myself an Apple Watch. Yeah, we're twinning, kind of twi- twinning. I was able to unload some some uh, equipment and and turn that into an Apple Watch as I, as as my want. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's kind of fun because Jaden or Harmony is using my my old uh, my old watch, the Pebble, the, the old smartwatch, and it tracks their steps. So now I'm in competition with specifically Jaden to to see how many steps we can get in the run of a day. Um, <laughs> he has the advantage of recess. I have the advantage of the gym. So. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, um, the, other than that, you know what? Uh, church on Sunday was, it was the first Sunday since COVID hit that I've had the opportunity to lead worship with the congregation mm-hmm. uh, because nice. we've been doing the pod, we do the podcast like this with our, with our church. And since we've been bringing them back into the sanctuary, we've had other musicians in there just in the last few weeks, uh, providing some live worship at the end of the podcast. Uh, and this time we were receiving new members. Uh, so pastor Dave and I needed and wanted to be out there for that portion. So we wrapped the podcast up early and, uh, when I say early, we were still like 50 minutes, but early and then went out and I just threw on the guitar worship team came. It was, it was so great to be able to, to do that with everyone again. Um, you don't realize sometimes it's funny because you don't realize sometimes what you had until it's gone. I think there's a song about that. And to be able to go back out uh, and, and worship with them was you know, <laughs> put in a seagull lot. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it was it was just phenomenal. And then the only other thing, and I shared it in your Xbox stuff, was I was looking forward. It was a banner week here at the Silica House. It was w- Apple Watches and Xboxes. And uh, the old Xbox didn't come, but it's it's coming. The buddy that got his invited me to come over tomorrow to check it out. And uh, now I think the family we're gonna go do some go do some stuff during the day. But the other thing too, and I said in my initial text was like I kind of want to see it mine first. First, bef- yeah. Bef- it's funny because I sent you a text saying like you got to do an unboxing video, but after I said it, I was like I don't even know if I'd watch it. Yeah, le- legit. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that's kind of, that's, that's been, that's been my week. It's been a, it's been mm-hmm. a good week. It's had its ups, it's well, had its downs. Quick, yes, question Lucas, for you. please, please. So you, you led worship. I, were, were there congregants in the church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, do they have to wear masks? Uh, if you're going to sing, you have to wear a mask or you have to be 12 feet away from each other. And, okay. And, okay. Sen- and since the, since the way that we're set up with tables and chairs in the sanctuary that's not super conducive. Oh, cool. for, yeah, it is. It that's working really well, but it doesn't. Mm. It's not conducive to be twelve feet apart. So people wear no. masks and sing. Now yeah. us on the platform don't have to. We've spaced out the two people that are singing. They're twelve feet apart, and mm. they're twelve feet from the congregants. And the yeah. back row of musicians, your drums, uh, electric and bass, they're not singing, and they're also behind you. They're about you know seven eight feet away. Right. So yeah, it's funny because <clears throat> like in New Brunswick now. Any anybody indoors has to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so the masks were suggested but not mandated before. Now they're like you got to wear them if you're inside, which is fine. Yep. I, I, I well, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see us go that direction, especially if we were to ever get um, like a community spread case. Right. I think masks would would happen pretty pretty quick. It also. Right. I mean, I I don't know how how much we really want to go on this. It blows my mind sometimes walking into stores like I don't enjoy masks, but it is right. it is a uh, a minor inconvenience, uh, right. you know, for, you know, for safety for others. I'm in good mm-hmm. health. I'm not super worried about me personally, but like it's not about me. Um, yeah. And and then like, you know, stores have put arrows and, and all this kind of stuff. And it just blows my mind to see the people going that that have to walk literally against the grain you know <laughs> no mask getting in your face and and in a pandemic but anyway there apparently i had a rant in me i didn't realize if if you made a rule you absolutely have to wear clothes in this store and you made it like oh, we're yeah. gonna ask 
you would have naked people walking in the store just because you made that a hard and fast rule. Cause some people just have to go against the grain. Right. Yeah. Then yeah, you would have some people wearing triple pairs of clothing, like doing the Joey from friends. (laughs) Uh, but, (laughs) but, uh, I always, yeah, yeah, there's a, I think most people, I, I don't find I run into a lot of people that are like, like super, super militantly anti-mask, but like, because you like you said, like no one's like, oh, I love masks. Oh, I just mm-hmm. love a good mask. Like no one does, but it's just the way the way that it is. So, what what can you do? But I, I always get a kick out of it in church because in our church now everyone has to wear masks, and the only people who aren't wearing masks are the singers like on stage, which I get because they have to sing. But it's like they're also the most like projecting of yes. anyone in the building. <laughs> if anyone's spitting it, it's them. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're all wearing masks and I, I'm not really worried about it, but I was like, that is kind of funny. Um, and except for the drummer, he doesn't have to wear one, but he's in his little like cubicle thing. He's all caged in. So he's, he's, in fine. A, he's got a plexiglass mask all around him. Plex- <laughs> a plexi right. mask. Yeah. Now I do get a kick out of, and you'll see this, like you'll go and you'll be in a store and someone will walk in and they'll have the, the middle school, someone just farted look, you know, like going around with the shirt over their nose uh that's always hilarious to see them do that like i don't know if it's just they forgot or they're like well i'm not gonna buy a mask who's got 10 cents uh and just just do that little maneuver but uh anyway i'm, I'm yet to see that one i've not seen the. i i don't see it a lot every now and then you'll see it though and i do get a kick out of it at our school we have we bought like lanyards for all, for everybody and they have a little clip on them so everyone can just put their mask on their clip which is which is you know convenient because that's i'm like oh i forgot my mask I'm like, oh it's dangling off my body so there you go there yeah. dragging on the floor awesome <laughs> dragging through the floor lucas can we toss All to right. you and have a look at our smorp yeah we sure can brad uh so smorp for those of you who are new stands for a scripture message obedience repentance and prayer uh today we're looking at First uh, Peter five verses one to uh, eleven, which is funny because uh, my Gideon and I, my son, were reading uh, from Second Peter just tonight, and those are not very big books. So, no. what are the chances? Uh, shepherd the flock of God. So I exhort the leaders among you, as a fellow elder and Hold witness up. of the sufferings. Hold up. What? What? Uh, what version are you reading there, old boy? Whatever one you put in there. Mm-mm. Okay. You want to just pick up from one again? Sure. Uh, so I exhort the leaders, uh, the, sorry, the elders among oh, you. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> as a fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, uh, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive unfading, the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, uh, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves and all of you, all of you, with humility towards one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, uh, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, uh, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. 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 There you go. So, uh, what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to you? What does the scripture tell you or me about the nature and work of God? There we go. A couple of... Couple of things that jumped out, at least the phrases, humble your humility, humble, humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that jumped out at me. And uh, what was the other part here? I, I guess there was, there was, it didn't say these words specifically, so be, just bear with me. Um, but we see uh, power and authority and leadership and humility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
that's kind of the observation that I'm seeing here is that that there is this authority that these some people have and how they're to use it and and we get into the humility part and it's not just for you know uh it's it's for it's for everyone it's for the elders it's it's for the young and that's the part that jumped out at me at, at least yeah uh for me it was the same it was the well the first part was um the being humble like show humility, humble yourself. Yeah. And it's funny because I like, I thought it was funny, humble yourself before the almighty hand of God. So at the proper time, he may be exalted, like through your humility. Actually, mm. the first time I read it was humble yourself. So at the proper time, you may be exalted. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we <laughs> but do upon it. second reading, it was that he may be exalted. Mm. Um, so that popped out at me. And then the, you know, the prowling around like a roaring lion. That's always a, a hit. Oh, you know what I find Definitely. interesting about that? Like yeah. what we, we call, you know, Jesus is the lion of Judah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then we see here, the devil prowls like a, like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring mm-hmm. lion. He's like a roaring lion. Now I could be really grasping at, at that one, but, but when I've read that, I'm like, <laughs> not you know, wanting to pay for the unlimited Wi-Fi. He's, <laughs> he's not, the, he's n- not the lion of Judah. He is like a roaring lion. Now, you know, the analogy here is it's supposed to bring your mind to the lion and that he mm-hmm. wants to devour you. Danger. Danger, exactly. Um, but yeah. but it makes me think of how, you know, scripture also talks about like how people will be deceived because he appears as an angel of light. The enemy tries to make us, tries to trick us into thinking he's the good guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, when every time I, every time I read that, I always think of that is there's the mm-hmm. copycat there, there, there's the phony, there's the fake, um, mm-hmm. you know, the imitation anyway. I kind of, I kind of think of the whole idea of, you know, think of him as dangerous, like a lion. And a lot, a lot of people don't take it seriously enough. Like mm-hmm. I always think of those videos you'll see of some tourist in some country going up to the local animal, thinking they're cute or whatever, and not real, not respecting the danger, you know, like some Seagulls. idiot in Australia be like, look at the cute little kangaroo. And then he gets like a kick to the stomach or whatever. Or, you know, or I, like I've seen videos of like people or tourists who don't know Canada who see a moose crossing the highway and everyone stopped and they get out to like, oh, I'm going to pet them. It's like that will kill you. Yeah. Like you don't understand. You're taking it way too lightly, man. Um, and again, because they don't because they don't respect it. They don't see the danger that's obviously there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so message. What do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement? Wisdom or promise? Do you have a question for God? Um, just because I feel like we're, unless you keep continue talking, you're tossing to me. Uh, yes. Yeah. What, what the, the message for me when I, when I read this was God has given me, you and everyone, a sphere of influence with which we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, connections with. And some of us are in positions of leadership where we do lead groups and bodies of people. You're in the classroom, you're a vice president in the school. I'm a pastor here at the church. But but every one of us is has this sphere of influence of people we're connected to that um that that we give leadership to in some way or another. Uh-huh. And 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 it says shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And and I I know the context with which this is speaking, but exercising oversight not under compulsion but willingly. It just made me think of how am I leading? With, with what uh-huh. God has given me, with the flock that I have, so to speak, um, and and the, um, I don't want to, but like, how, how, am I, how am I leading my family? How am I leading within my friend mm-hmm. group? Not that I have to lead them, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Like, I don't get oh, yeah. together with my friends and go, okay, guys, I'm in charge and here's what we're doing tonight. Um, but but how, what are my interactions like? Um in that, and and it says not to be domineering over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. So I'm supposed to be an example. Well, an example is like this: is humble yourselves. So I'm to think of others before I think of myself, and it's this idea of servant leadership. So you know that's kind of where I'm at right now: is looking at my sphere of influence and how do I lead within that, and how am I 
how am I pointing people to Christ through my leadership? Does my leadership style, and I, I know that you're big into leadership, um, you know, material and, and growing as a leader and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we all are in some way, but like, what my what is my leadership? My, or, what, I just lost my thought. Darn it, Andrew, stop texting us. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought because of Andrew. Um, Let me jump in and then you can pick it up if yeah, you find please. it again. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, it's funny because I have two things written down for the message uh, portion of it, which was humble yourself mm-hmm. and servant leader. <laughs> so I, we were on the same track. And it's funny because in, in leadership circles and things like that, um, you know, people have noticed that like, wow, a lot of the big name and all these like leadership speakers and, and authors and stuff, they're almost all Christians mm-hmm. and the most successful ones. And that's because when you boil it down, a lot of them are espousing servant leadership, right? Because they're getting right. their principles from the Bible. And like, this is the way to do it. Any other way of leadership is going to be short-sighted because it's it's not going to be, you know, we, it's basically leading, like, look how Jesus led people, right? He wasn't like, I'm the boss, you're the underlings, do what I say, like, pick up after me, uh, you know, wash my feet, you know, that sort of idea, right? That's right. And it's the epitome of that. And that's in a lot of time in our culture, it's like, oh, who gets the parking spot? Who gets this? Who gets that? Very much so. But that's but that's not what it's about. And, you know, and I think when you have, and I think we've both uh, worked for people who show servant leadership. Right. And I think yep. I've heard you talk about people that you've worked for and, and same thing for us, you know, like uh, our, like the, our head of schools, he, you know, he'll be walking down the hallway, you know, like I'll see him and he'll think he's by himself for all he knows and he'll see garbage on the floor and he'll pick it up. Right. Like, and he's, he's busy. He's got stuff to do, mm-hmm. uh, but he'll stop and he'll pick up the garbage or he'll talk to the kids and he'll do, he, he shows that he cares. And it's funny because when he goes away to do recruiting and stuff, like I'll actually hear staff members be like, ah, like it's just, it's not the same without him here, even though he's not like talking to us every single day. Right. But just the kind of, you know, the, cause he has a genuine kind of spirit about him and mm-hmm. everyone really enjoys talking to him um, and the vision he casts and all that they, and that servant heart that he has, they actually, they miss it when it's not there. And, and yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. whole idea of humbling yourself too, you know, uh, I, I think it was, was it C.S. Lewis that said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less, right? And I think that's the great definition for it, right? And it's not like humble yourself, like, oh, I'm a lowly worm and I'm garbage no. and I'm this. Like, no, that's not what it's well, about. It's about I, it, thinking of other people's. Because what you just said would be the enemy trying to to give you a, what, a false humility that leave yeah. that 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 deteriorates your self-image. You can have a yes. healthy self-image of who you are, your giftings, your graces, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, and be humble. You can know what you're yeah. good at and what God's created you for and be humble. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the enemy wants to tell you, no, being humble means that you're supposed to be this, you know, woe is me and I'm nothing. No, you're mm-hmm. created in his image to be his image bearer. So yeah. uh, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you were making a really good point. Um, no problem. You know, the other thing too in this message is in verse five, it says, and it's quoting, but God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Um, <laughs> I do not want to be leading in a way where I find myself coming up in opposition to God because of my yeah. pride, but it is completely possible for you and I and any one mm-hmm. of us in leadership to start believing the the lie that that we're the head or you know in my context to be no i'm the head of the church nope no i most definitely (laughs) am not (laughs) yeah right but but if i start leading out of my pride Uh i'm gonna have opposition from god yep but he gives grace to the humble you know what's cool about that when i when i read that that means that if i stay humble i don't have to get it all right uh-huh. And and he'll be gracious to me as I learn and grow and develop as a leader. But if I start thinking I've got all the answers, I know exactly what I'm doing and where we're going and we're going to do it my way or the highway, God goes, uh-uh, that's not going to fly here. But you be humble and I'll work with you. Um, it's funny that Craig, have you ever listened to the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast? I have not. He always signs off every episode by saying, remember, people would rather follow a leader who's always real rather than one who's always right. Mm. And going into the fact that if you if you think you always have to be right, then eventually, even if you are right most of the time, the times you're not right, you're going to have to try to lie and cover it up because you think that makes you look weak or whatever. And it just leads to, leads to trouble. And um, 
it's funny talking about you need to be to be humble. And really, when every, it always comes up every couple episodes, we'll talk about like, you know, some other pastor has fallen from grace, some mega church pastor. And, yep. and you know, we don't know the situation, but That's you're right. pretty sure that if you if you tracked it down, really pride is going to be at the at the root of that a lot of the time. Like, you know, thinking you're too, you know, you don't, that rule doesn't apply to me. That's for the other people. I don't, yeah, you know, yeah. I deserve this or I'm, I, you know, like, look, look at how big my church is. Look at how big whatever is, look how much, you know, even if, even sometimes it could be God has blessed you with some awesome things because of you've done well, but then all of a sudden you think it's you that got everything there, not God that pushed everything there. And that's when, you know, you pull David. Right. right. And the reality is, is if that is the case and you're, you know, you start off, humbly serving and God blesses and multiplies and it grows and maybe there's lots of resources and all that. The point is not to accumulate that stuff so that you can go look at what we've done. The point is, is to use it for God's glory to serve people. I'm sorry, but if you've got a, and, and I'm not trying to sound super judgmental here, but if you've got this full overflowing bank account of, and you're just accumulating money and, and that, Mm -hmm. that like, God has given God has given us resources to use for his kingdom. And yep. and again that doesn't mean you can't have nice things and blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. but at the end if you're just chasing that or if you're just chasing power or any like it's yep. empty, it's vanity. It's all vanity. Uh there you go. Uh so uh next step would be uh O, which is obedience. Um write down a step of obedience you need to take today or this week. Based on what God is revealing to you, it may be something you're already working on. Um, and I think, I think for me, keeping in mind servant leadership, keeping in mind, I don't need to know everything going on in my organization. I don't need to be in the know, you know, I just need to do my job and mm-hmm. do it well. Right. And sometimes I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm naturally nosy. Sometimes, sometimes like if I'm not in a meeting, I'm like, Oh, I wonder what's happening in that meeting. Like I want you know, cause I want to be in on it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just need to be like, it's not your business. Nope. If the minute it's your business, you'll know. Not right? your, and, not and, your circus, and that's not, your not what. Us, that's right. So I just, you just gotta like, you know, that sort of thing. And and it's funny because every now and then I'll I'll get like a little jealousy, a little of this, a little of that at work, and and I have to think like, that's that's not God whispering to you. That's right. So <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, and how about you're, you? You're dead on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out which camp I fall into here. Uh, is it? Do I fall into? The elders among you, uh, a fellow elder, or am I likewise you who are younger? Do I get to go with verse five and be in both? Likewise, you who are younger. Awesome. Be subject to the elders. So for me, I looked at this and I went, okay, I need to to be subject, be, you know, to those in authority over me and learn Mm -hmm. from those in authority over me and learn from their example. So... Um, do I have ideas and things that I want to see? Yep. Do I feel God speaking to me about things? Yeah, of course I do. But my role in, in at least in being obedient to staying humble uh, as a servant leader is to submit myself to those in authority and experience over me and and learn and gain and grow. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, 100%. And, and, and then it says, you know, clothe yourself, all of you, with humility towards one another. So again, it's just keeping humility always on the forefront of my mind that when I engage in interactions with people, you know, one of the, one of the greatest things I've ever heard, uh, in, in forming new relationships, uh, was, uh, from a podcast that we listened to, not a Christian podcast, but the gentleman said, um, if you want to make new friends, uh, you need to be how did he word it? Be engaged in, in what they're about. You, you need to listen to them and take interest in them. Well, I, I kind of married the two together to go, okay, the Holy Spirit wants to do something and I need to be humble in this situation and, and actually approach people with the mentality of, I, wanna, I want you to know that I was interested in you and that I, that I thought of your interests over mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want them to go away with that specific thought, but I don't know. Right. I'm I'm definitely rambling here. It's just trying to it's trying to keep a mentality of humility in interactions with people. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and then uh next up we have the uh repentance, which is write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. If applicable, write down any steps to take turn to take away from you need to yeah. Write down any steps you are taking to turn away from sin for the purpose of walking in holiness. And I guess for me, 
It would be the whole idea of when I, when I'm starting to feel a little jealous, cause like, Oh, maybe so-and-so is doing this or so-and-so is looking, you know, they're looking good. Does that make me look bad? And you know, that's like an obvious, like whisper of the devil. And I just need to like, mm. not give that any credence. Um, if that, not that it's like something I worry about all the time, but when it does, you know, occasionally pop up, that's something that I need to be aware of. Uh, you know, I was just thinking that repentant or that, uh, with this repentance part, humility for me starts in my home with, mm-hmm. you know, if there was with, with my wife and children, um, and I would certainly repent where I have put my own interests before my, my family, um, mm-hmm. and have, you know, have had that, that pride or wash my feet mentality at times. So I would certainly uh, repent of that and, and, uh, yeah, pray that the Lord helps. Keep Family's good at keeping you humble. Well, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> well, they, you know, they can be. For, for sure. Right. But it's also it, home is the place where like you, you let your hair down, you let your guard down and your character yeah. shows. Right. And, yeah. and if I can't be humble with my wife and my children, mm-hmm. then I'm yeah. not going to be humble on the street with somebody else. And if I am, mm-hmm. then it's a performance. Yeah. I, I was reading a book one time and they're talking about hiring people and they said, if at all possible, which is hard to do, if you ever get to see the person you're thinking about hiring, with their own children, especially if they're small children, you'll have a good idea of how good, how they will treat their like people that work for them. Mm. Like if they're kind of brusque and like, just get out of here, just do that. Like, ah, oh, kid, like whatever. Like that's how they're going to eventually treat the people that work for them. Like, or if they're like, they're, you know, they're kind and they're thoughtful and they like, listen to them and stuff. That's probably how they're like a lot of the time because they, they don't, they're not always on their guard for that. And he goes, and it's hard to <laughs> bring your kids to the interview, would you? But if you have the opportunity to see them just in a natural in the, in the wild that way, that's always. Can you telling. imagine that interview? Uh, listen, I saw you in the van with the binoculars watching us the last couple of nights. It's <laughs> really uncomfortable. I'm going to uh, pull back my resume from yeah, this organization. I'm uh, just going to take a step back here. Um, and then finally prayer, which is spend time thanking the Lord for his blessings, pray for anything that, uh, or anyone that lays on your heart, uh, write down your prayers. And that's something that we traditionally do kind of in our own, but here I go. So, uh, this has been my prayer as of late. I heard it on the radio. I've shared it already here a few times, but I just, every time we get to this part, it just keeps coming up again. Every time that we've screwed up and the Lord doesn't strike us down, we need to say thank you because he's being gracious and long suffering <laughs> with us to give us opportunity again to get it right and have a, a right relationship with him and grow. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I look at these things like, uh, yeah, have I been perfect as a husband and a father? No. Have I been perfect as a pastor? No. Uh, and not that he's not that I'm going to be, but I'm going to strive to be. And, right. and, and the fact that we can have this conversation, it, it just makes me glad because I believe that coming out of this conversation, uh, you and I will be better for it. So I'm, yep. I'm very thankful that the Lord is working on us and hasn't stopped. There is very your prayer. Good. Wonderful. Oh. Uh, so so next up, we are moving on to... Girl's got some questions and we're going to try and solve them. Now and here we go with Lucas and what he's got Potent Ponderables. All right. For a Potent Ponderable tonight, it's probably not going to be a long one. Can't although be. it would be. It would be great if we could get some audience participation. Uh, and that one is share an unpopular pop culture. And I put pop culture so it's not like political or anything like yeah, 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 super yeah. Wild, super dicey, but an unpopular pop culture opinion you have. And I'll give a couple examples. Let me, let me give an um, example. The Beatles are just okay. That's my example. <laughs> I, you probably don't even believe that, do you? I've never been a, never been a fan. Oh, good. Me neither. And not like the Beatles are awful. I mean, they've, they've done lots of good stuff, which, which makes a true Beatles fan probably even more mad at me than I even said. No, they did a few good things. Uh, they're, they're, they're fine. You know, they're okay. They're, they're great. Um, and my other unpopular opinion is that look at me, look at me right now. Arby's is the most underrated fast food restaurant in the world. And, and I was sticking by that. Everyone, talks down to Arby's and looks down at Arby's. Oh, roast beef. Well, who cares? It is amazing. And that the, the, the hot melty cheese. And instead, no, we just have 50 burger places that all do burgers exactly pretty much the same way. There should be more Arby's around. I see. I'm a little, you can listen. I'm coming from a place of hurt because Fredrickson doesn't have an Arby's and I wish it did, but we don't. 
So I have to come to terms with that. And we never will because St. John and Moncton, cities that are, I don't know, three times the size of Fairton, they have Arby's, but every time I go in, there's about four people in there. So I don't know how they stay open. I think I think it just might be a money laundering scheme that they also serve roast beef out of. Um, but anyway, so that's an unpopular opinion, but I will say it uh, loud and proud. Wow. I've been racking my brain to figure out what kind of un- uh, unpopular pulp culture opinion that I have. Like I was trying to think of their actors that everyone just seems to love that I'm like, nah, whatever. I could, you know, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't think I'm generally just a pretty easy going person. Mandy, are you still here? Can, is, is there something that I don't like that the majority of people do like? And would you mind telling me? Cause I, I, I really struggled. Uh, I, I think shrimp, you know, like the food is awful. I think, I think that's terrible. And, and to put it in a tree form with some kind of sauce I think Are you telling it, me when you see one of those slimy shrimp rings at a Christmas party, you're not like, mm. that's an abomination. Yeah. An absolute yeah, I, abomination. There's there's one version of shrimp that I'll go for, and that's popcorn shrimp, because it's mostly just batter with a little bit of fish in the middle, basically. I Let me hit you with another one. Scallops? Meh. Like, they're, they're fine. They don't taste like anything. I don't get the... Well, that, they don't taste bad. Maybe because you're cooking they just them wrong. They don't taste like much. Maybe you're cooking them they're wrong. They're kind of chewy. I don't know. I'm, I'm buying them from restaurants when I get them. Like, hmm. they're fine. The guys, yeah. guys, they're fine, right? They're fine, but they're not great. Yeah. And they're not awful. They're uh, just fine. See, I don't, I, I really struggle with this question. I don't know. Like, I, I don't have any, unpo- I'm just, uh, just too easy going. <laughs> just too easy going. Just uh, must be must be tough. Uh, it's funny because I'd actually thought about trying to put. A, I sent it out. I sent a message to Matt and Andrew both saying like, "Hey, you guys, especially especially Matt. Matt has Matt, whatever Matt, opinions Matt has, he feels them strongly. And he so tells you. I thought he would have some great ones to lay down here. But all he did was when I gave him my example of the Beatles one, he just got kind of annoyed with me for that, and he didn't really give me much else. So. Yes. Well, so I, we, we couldn't get a, uh, we couldn't get a hot take out of Matt or Andrew. I guess he was too busy celebrating the you and, know fourth and, anniversary of his son's birth or whatever. And, and I'm, I'm really sorry, man. I wish I could have given you something to work with, but uh, like <laughs> n- right. no potent ponderable has ever wrecked my brain as much as this one has. <laughs> so I, I guess why don't you, I do agree with the Beatles one though. Totally. I, I get that they, I get that they, um, what, what changed music. I don't know. It probably would have happened without them, but we would have found our way to rock we, and roll. We'd have, them. We would have found a way to rock and roll along here. It'd have been fine. Uh, well, and here's, here's, here's one more. I actually know. I do remember a Matt Barber hot take from about whenever we were in university. One day we're just driving down the road and he looks at me and goes, you know, who's a good band? Sugar Ray. He's like, Sugar Ray is underrated. I was like, excuse me. He's like the one the one song oh. you hear them is like a real pop song. He's like, but actually they're awesome. And I was like, good to know. And I and he's like, you got to listen to their music. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, and I never did. Uh, so my my unpopular pop culture uh, opinion that I share is that Chris Tomlin is so overrated. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, there you go. Cannot I, I get him and Jeremy Camp confused all the time? So that is that. how they have totally different voices. <laughs> Completely, I don't know, just ge- generic Christian, no. mostly worship kind of pop. Like Chris Tomlin's yeah, up here, Jeremy Campson somewhere in this area. <laughs> I also like that probably. <laughs> I don't care for Jeremy Camp either, but the two do not sound the same. Do you have ear blindness? Listen, <laughs> I am not an audiophile. I can tell you that. Oh, so there you go. There you go. Well, you may remember. You may recall that in university when we would all be playing air guitar and stuff. I was in the back playing air guitar. So we should that find that. You. We should find the picture of the four of us uh, <laughs> with right. the bongos and the instruments. We were so. Now, here's the thing. It's, this week, you're going to think of stuff that drives you crazy. That like, why does everyone love this thing? I think that thing is stupid. Like, you will think of stuff. Oh, oh, I got one. Uh, this is us. Dumb show. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Haven't watched it. Predictable. It's basically like it's the it's the uh, you know Hallmark movie 
of ladies TV shows. Okay. There, I said it. Okay, okay, okay. It's gonna really gonna hurt our, our lady demographic, but this is us. Dumb. Uh, da- Dawson's Creek did not get the appeal. <laughs> Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Can you please walk us out of this episode? It's ten o'clock. I don't want to wait to get out of this episode. All right, here we go. So. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget YouTube um, at Oxford Holy Club. If you're using social media, throw up the hashtag OH Club. Um, and of course, if you listen to us on iTunes, we would love a five-star rating. And if you leave us one, we'll even read it on the air. And not only that, because Lucas didn't read the rest of the blueprint, not only that, but you can send in your questions to OxfordHolyClub.com. You can browse the merch as becomes available and you can send in tiebreakers and all that. And folks, we don't pay to advertise. advertise, So any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. So until next time, keep spiritually fit and have have fun. fun.